0: Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis
1: trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle.
0: Hello, Talk Tennis listeners. On today's episode, I am joined by Granville Swope. Many of you know him from his play tests where he talks about scalpels and hot knives through butter and his love for classic tennis rackets. But some of you may not know that he's also been a member of the Tennis Warehouse family for over 23 years. And he's currently our hard goods buyer, but he's retiring this summer and he's gonna be greatly missed by our T-Dub crew. So listen up to what makes him such a fun person to chat with, how his grand came to be, and why Wood is just so good. So let's go talk some tennis. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, I have one of my fellow (laughs) playtesters smiling at me. Granville, thank you for joining me.
1: I'm delighted and flattered. (laughs) Mish, thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Anytime. Now, we were actually talking about this amongst my team yesterday. We said that you might be the longest standing playtester at Tennis Warehouse.
1: Wow. Wow. If uh, Mark Sebecki's in there, he may have me edged okay. as one of the owners, but I guess so, yeah.
0: But you're still on some playtests? Yeah,
1: testing shoes. Once I started Bye. brought Prince into the fold, I had to maintain my, my neutrality, so I stopped testing rackets at Yes, that point.
0: so maybe explain to our listeners what your current role has been over the past few years, and again, why they haven't seen you on tests.
1: Sure. Well, as the hard goods buyer here uh, for over 23 years now Dang. it's been uh, quite a run and uh, part of that duty is um you know test a new product i'm familiar with the weights and the specs yeah. and the silos and the heritage of the racket if there is such and right. maybe the future heritage of, of a special racket but that's that's the really fun part of the job and being part of the tester is really I think I had the best job in tennis, really.
0: Right. I know. It's amazing. And that's kind of what I wanted to start with, is how did you end up at Tennis Warehouse? Tell us about the very beginning. Tell us how have you been. Is it 23 years or has it been longer?
1: Uh, it's about 23 and a half. Okay. Yeah, 23 yeah, yeah.
0: and a half years. So T-Dub's been around for how long now? Or well, is it, uh, It's it been about three hit?
1: or four years before that. So say, 26, 27 years okay, now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So how did you get here?
1: Well, a um, little hat tip going back to my teaching days. I don't know if anyone will remember the Crosbys. Okay. Linda Crosby um Wonder Woman yeah. Crosbys. Well, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman's mom, Linda Crosby, had a teaching clinic in Pasadena when I was a young teenager. Okay. Stan Smith would show up. <laughs> Billie Jean King would show what? up. Um, so we, we, we learned how to teach tennis at that point. And from there, uh, played in, through the juniors in SoCal. Right. Um, went to PCC, Pasadena City College there, and okay. played two years there, and then was recruited to play at ASU, but um, as it turned out, I, the first year wasn't a good match, so I ended up did playing one year at ASU in 1980, and from there, I got into television okay. while I was playing tennis. And I then, didn't even know this. Uh, and then it really all hit. Uh, I was an independent video producer till the 80s, and then the market kind of tanked, And I wanted a regular paycheck. So I got a tech rep job with Wilson, Bob Schaefer, for the Western region. And that's really how this all started. I was traveling around to Copeland's and Sports Chalet, a lot of the big box shops, and Mm -hmm. showing the staff what a racket looks like, what's the weight balance, and uh, how to sell this product. And um, that lasted a couple years. And then I went to Dunlop. Okay. In Los Angeles and sold Dunlop product for two years. And at that time, Dunlop was some of the finest product in the market. Right. They had the Rev Pro, the Tour Pro, the Select Pro, all three players, specs, scalpels. <laughs> scalpels. <were scalples.
0: laughs> and, uh,
1: and then they came out with a Predator Enforcer and that kind of changed things. Okay. Um, and then I was calling on Drew. <laughs> At the uh, old tennis sh- It was the old ice the cream shop, shop originally. <laughs> and then it went Network Mall downstairs. And that's, uh, that's really where it all happened. I, I, you know, Growing up in Southern Cal, I'd yeah. come up in Sand Ski on the dunes in Montana De Oro. No way. And always thought this would be a great place to live. So right. I met Drew. And Drew was doing all the buying at that point, And you know Drew. He likes to program. Yeah. <laughs> so that freed his time up to program. And that's really how it all started here. Oh, that's
0: crazy. For our listeners, we will have to do a deep dive episode on the history of Tennis Warehouse. But there was, I think it was for, the, it was either Drew's birthday or the 25th anniversary. But there was a painting done with a bunch of the original members of Tennis Warehouse, to which many, I would say, are still involved until maybe recently. And Granville is in that photo, and it's pretty cool to look at and just kind of reminisce and even for some of us you know I've been here for over seven years and I'm always like oh I'm still the new kid (laughs) because we have so many people that have been at this company for well over 10, 15, 20 years and maybe you can talk about what you have enjoyed about being at Tennis Warehouse and how it's just kind of a different place.
1: Well it started out a real unique spot in that we were really the first ones on the internet. I remember mm-hmm. being a Dunlop rep. Okay. And uh, at one of our sales meetings, they put up on the big screen tennis warehouses website. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, websites new. were new. Yeah. Those were big deals. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the back. And I remember everybody turned around in their seats and looked at me <laughs> like I'm about to make a million bucks. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, that wasn't the case, but it certainly changed tennis. And uh, back to your original question, I guess. Uh, what was it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what makes Tennis Warehouse such a unique place and why have you been here for so long? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What made well, you stick around? <laughs>
1: um, it's kind of fun. I've off, I often reflected that I've got the best job in tennis because one, I'm not spending my money. I'm spending the company's <laughs> right. money and obviously you want to do a very good job of that and uh, I hope I've done that over so many years. Two, I get to affect the technology. They come and present this stuff, and Mm -hmm. we can throw out our ideas. Hey, this a little little needs to stiffen up in the hoop here. The balance isn't quite right. The specs not right for this player. And then three, we can help develop a retail marketing plan. Right, where should this racket be priced? That kind of stuff. So. With very little at risk, I can affect all kinds of industry. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, it's true. We've kind of become this little bubble of tennis fanatics that eat, sleep, drink, you know, consume tennis all day almost, even when we're not at work. We're usually talking about it. You hit the nail
1: right on the head. That's what makes this place special. We're all players. We grew up playing, we're familiar with tournaments. Some of us are familiar with very intense tournaments. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's a family of players, and you're just not going to find a, a tighter group of core tennis nuts. Yeah. Than here at Tennis Warehouse.
0: Yeah, very true. It's been fun. Um, now I have <laughs> I had asked a few questions. Tell me about the tennis ladder that used to happen at Tennis Warehouse. The ladder Yes. Yeah, speaking of tennis fanatics. Okay. And the side note, we've talked about this before in podcasts. There are some of the most competitive people in this building, two of us sitting right here. <laughs> so I was told to ask about a tennis ladder. Oh, my ladder. goodness. This I is, know who told you to ask that, This goes way too. back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we had a nice core group of players. And this, this is going back more than 10 years, ago. Yeah, think. yeah. But uh, there were very competitive guys here, including Danny Castro, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Danny. Um, And then there were some non-tennis players who wanted to be on the ladder. Okay. So growing up through tennis and working at the tennis ranches and camps and stuff, (laughs) the politically correct thing to do is you'll get an initial seating on the draw. Right. And then if you come in late, you got to work your way up. Right. So that was, we all played up through you know and percolated and we have the ladder set yeah and then uh danny came in and i'm sure this is where this is going so i'll just throw it out there <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm just so I danny comes in
1: and challenges me at the number one spot and i'm like hey man i played five <laughs> matches to get here you haven't played a match yet yeah so that's probably <sighs> where, this, <laughs> where this discussion came from <laughs> but it's all good fun and uh you know danny's still out there and i know he's still hitting the ball and yeah you know i miss guys like uh, Andy.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Friday Doubles League.
1: Yeah, FDL. <laughs> the
0: FDL. Um,
1: but uh, fortunately, you and I had some good we weekly have... back and forth.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have. I'll have some questions later on about like favorite doubles partners and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: But we definitely uh, have battled. Even last week, we've got. We need to rematch. I think. <laughs>
1: Yes, we do. Maybe. Let's just leave it at that. Maybe. Yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> also, I wanted to bring up, you uh, you run a tournament. I do. And tell me a little bit about that and why you love wood rackets so much.
1: Well, I guess it just goes back to um, growing up in Southern Cal and growing up, you know, we're my generation. We're a product of wood. Yeah. So um, 29, this is our 29th year. My lifelong buddy, Jim Settles, and I. Were college roommates, played together at ASU, and we were camping in the Mojave Desert one day and uh, said, hey, you know what? Let's have a wood racket tournament. Yeah. And that was really where it came from. And then I think our first year was like 12 players, and most of these guys are my generation college players, instructors, so the, the level of tennis was pretty high. And then and it kind of evolved. You know, we were 30 when we started, mm-hmm. and now I'm 61 next month, so... It turned into a family affair, tennis family event. Yeah. So it went from very high competition (laughs) to drive out to the desert Friday, play all day Saturday. And drive back. Okay, okay. It just crushed us Yeah. for a decade or more. And then the family affair, we threw in an extra night. Nice. Rent some condos. Get
0: some barbecue. Barbecue, (laughs) right. And
1: then uh, introduced, we wanted to get some philanthropy, so we introduced a charity and an auction to raise money for the Freedom Alliance. That's awesome. Which is... um, an organization, a scholarship fund for um, families of fallen American troops, okay, and soldiers so um, delighted with them, I think over the years we're probably thirty thousand bucks, wow. which doesn't sound like a much, I mean, but over the years, it's just twenty of us every year, so we make four or five extra grand, yeah, and then we send it to this group of folks, and it's a small, tiny group, and they are just awesome that's so freedomalliance dot org I think it is, and uh, they've treated us right and and so that's a nice thing. And I, obviously, um, my buddy Jim's got a son who is a Navy Nuke, and I got two kids in the Air Force now. So um, our parents both serve, and both Jim and I did not serve. We okay, were in that generation, the generation where that generation, yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't something to do. And now it's something a lot of kids are doing, and couldn't be more proud.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, and it's awesome the philanthropy side of all of that too.
1: Really fun. Took it to a whole nother place. Yeah. And uh, we're really enjoying it. and just keeps developing. We're always looking for little new angles now. And actually, we're at the point now after maybe next year, we've Mm -hmm. got some young guys, young players, Uh sons of men of wood. We we (laughs) call them legacies.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and so we may hand off the tournament to a younger generation oh, cool. here in the next year or two. That's awesome. Looking forward to that.
0: Now, I wanted to also talk about how you've done a good job with bringing wood into Tennis Warehouse and made it available for other people who appreciate it just as much as you do.
1: Well, thank you. And what a treat it is. And I'm a woodworker, too. so yeah. I, Some of these frames are just stunning, beautiful, totally. just, just as works of you know, works of art. And they also sound like musical instruments when you're string them too. These these wood has life in it. You know, this yeah. is a this is a an organic compound that we're out smacking balls with. So it's a it's a real fun thing. And and you lose that connection mm-hmm. with polyester strings and graphite rackets mm-hmm. and synthetic grips, where opposed to you have gut strings and wood rackets That's with leather true. grips
0: Wow. So I never thought of that. It's a
1: whole nother beast. And uh yes, much easier to play now. Yeah. With these new frames. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, I had a wonderful little serendipitous event. We were playing out at PGA. Excuse me. No, it wasn't PGA. It was. uh,
0: The Marriott. uh, Marriott Mm
1: -hmm. in the desert. And Jim Leupold, the director Mm -hmm. of tennis, is part of the PBI, Peter Mm -hmm. Burwash group. And they've got tennis resorts all over the world. So the Dubai group over there, uh, if I recall, it was um, Barami, one of the Barami Uh families. I don't have the names in front of me now. But they had a building that sat for 40 years with pallets of old wood rackets. And that's obviously a big tennis family in that part of the world. Yeah. And uh, they were literally going to toss these things. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> and he sent me pictures. Is 4,000 rackets. A lot of it, admittedly, a lot of it had been sitting static for uh-huh. 40 years. But from that, we gleaned the cream of that crop. And so we shipped it over here and uh, we're selling these things at smoking prices too for pristine new old stock wood. So part of the deal online, bring new eyeballs. And that was kind of the mission. And and Drew being uh, a longtime player, he recognized the bounty. And so, yeah, you can still get those frames online and uh, get them strung with gut from certified technicians here. It's I don't think there's anywhere in the world you're going to find this.
0: No, I think you're right. And I know Jonathan Jadub takes extreme care and he loves having them. And it's just even really neat to see him just kind of cleaning one up to put on the website. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. These
1: things are treated like jewels. Yeah,
0: a lot of love goes into mm-hmm. that. So it's fun to have that available for other customers and people looking to relive the, the wood days. The good, uh, wood awesome. is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, something else I wanted to ask you about. You are, this is a non-tennis question, you're really into astronomy and even have your own observatory. So maybe you can talk to me about that and tell me how that started. Oh,
1: I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll get you down to the house yeah. this summer. Let's do it. Um, always, uh, you know, I was born in 59. So okay. in, in the 70s, I'm heading into college in the late 70s and I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. Applied twice. <sighs> Uh, Once as a mission specialist on the shuttle, and uh, uh, unfortunately, um, it wasn't going to happen on so many levels, (laughs) (laughs) but I tried twice on two different levels, and and ultimately, I'm sure they made the right decision. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've got several scopes, and it's always been a passion of mine, and then throw a digital camera on the back, Uh so I enjoy viewing as well as imaging deep sky objects like galaxies and... Hydrogen alpha nebulas. Nice. Uh, planets. I've got uh, two scopes on computerized mounts. Okay. One's a, a C11 for those astronomers out there. It's yeah. an 11-inch Schmidt-Cassegrain mirror. So it's a long focal length, short tube, long focal length, looking at very small patches of sky. Okay. High, like this, the uh, diameter of the moon, that scope only looks at that little section of okay. sky. So that's looking for deep, deep objects that are hard to see. And then you got short refractors, which are wide field, short focal length. Okay. Kind of like binoculars. Right. And that's for the beautiful views of lots and lots of stars or bright objects and comets and things like that. So yeah, I built an observatory. It's got a roll off roof. So it's a uh, (laughs) 10 10 by 14, I think. And the roof rolls off onto two little pontoons. And then so uh, it's a big picture window of the sky. I absolutely love it. It's What's, my favorite thing to do.
0: Really? How often do you get out there every night? Um,
1: uh, new moons are the key nights because okay. there's no moon in the sky. Very very dark allows mm-hmm. you to see farther and farther. But um, right now there's not a lot going on in the sky. There's some very faint comets, okay. which are beyond beyond view right now. Uh, but this summer you got Jupiter and Saturn rising in the east, which will be spectacular, and they're pretty close to each other. So uh, when you come over yeah. in August, <laughs> we'll have a beautiful planet viewing and a crescent moon.
0: Do you are you one of those that believes in certain things happening because of things that are happening in the galaxy? Like everyone makes fun of me because I always talk about. Are you mercury talking gravitational re- waves now? Yeah, Mercury and retrograde, <laughs> and I I say stuff like that. Do you believe in that stuff as well? Like it has a pull on how it affects day to day operations. Well, or?
1: we call that gravity. Okay. <laughs> and yes, I believe. I'm in gravity. a believer in gravity too. <laughs> but uh, if you're talking astrology. No, no, really not a not a, a believer in astrology.
0: I was told to ask your sign.
1: I'm a Leo. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> I'm an Aries for anyone who's curious. We get along. We Leo's get along, and yeah. Aries. yeah. Both, uh, yeah, a little fiery. Um, what is the coolest thing you've seen? In the sky? Yeah.
1: Well, I've been at multiple eclipses. So okay. two solar eclipses. The one in uh, Nashville a few years ago, my son and I went to that. Nice. And uh, the other time I went to Baja in 91, July 11th, 91. And uh, if you've not seen a total eclipse, it's one of those events that, uh, you know, it gives you a new perspective on, on the world we're living in. Yeah. And the second time, by the way, the second eclipse in Nash, actually in Gallatin, just north of Nashville is where I went, closer to the center line. Okay. Extends the period of totality. Okay. It looked like a hole in the sky. That's crazy. Whereas before, you know, it, you know, you could see some flares around it. This right. time, it looked like a hole in the sky. And then you, you can flash back 2,000 years ago. What were these people thinking oh when my they gosh. saw this? Yeah. The sun just disappeared. Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little intimidating. <laughs> if you didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then comets. Comets are spectacular. We've had some great ones like Hale-Bopp. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, imaging. That's the real treat for imaging. Yeah. And the other part, too, some of it now with the new telescopes, I can image objects that I really can't see mm-hmm. until I get two or three minutes of exposure. And then it starts to reveal that fuzzy, faint blob. Okay. And then I can adjust that scope and then take maybe 10 three minute exposures okay. and then drop them into a computer now and stack those exposures. And it enhances all that contrast yeah. and color. So, all of a sudden, you're creating these pictures that cool. literally you can't see with your eye, but get behind the computer, you can bring out all these details. It's nice. magic.
0: Yeah, and then there's a little side photography situation going on. Really
1: cool stuff. Oh, I just love it. I grew I up a film it. photographer going back to Leicas and Hasselblad's and Nikons, yeah. and now I'm all Canon. <laughs> yeah, with the, uh, okay. With the and it's, is it
0: all digital? Yes. It's all digital. I assume everything's yeah. digital now. What's but...
1: But a nice thing, uh, like the eclipse, I shot it with a Hasselblad. Lens okay. on a digital camera. Okay, so I'm, um, you know, you can reuse some of these beautiful optics from right? Ahmed Hasselblad. Those are the cameras that are on the moon. Nice. So uh, these lenses are bar none.
0: That's awesome. So
1: I'm kind of repurposing these now for the digital world.
0: Cool. And then blending your astronomy with your love for the armed forces and our, you know, all that. Have you been able to go to the base at all and see any of those cool launches? I know we get to see a lot of SpaceX stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. I've um, not been to up close for a launch i okay. mean the spacex at vandenberg mm-hmm. you know you can see those in my backyard i get a, a beautiful view of the launch nice so uh, that's always fun and you yeah. can you turn on the computer and watch the launch pad shot and, and as soon as that it. lifts then you go out <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> grab a cool one <laughs> yeah, and watch helpful. those things go up to space it's, yeah. it's uh, really really something
0: yeah we live in a cool space area for all of that kind of stuff as well
1: yeah yeah, and my son just applied for uh Space Force. That's amazing. So I'm hoping Dang. he'll you know, I'll hoping he he's happy wherever he goes. But yeah. if it's Vandenberg that would be great. then you'll see me at some launches.
0: Nice. Very <laughs> cool. Okay, shifting a little bit back to tennis. Something that you have become notorious for, I think, you have a bit of your own vocabulary when talking about <laughs> playtesting certain products, the word scalpel, you already said it, we've heard pancake, we've heard hot knife through butter, <laughs> like kissing an old girlfriend. <laughs> Where do these come from? <laughs> Isn't it
1: funny? As soon as you say that, I go right to the racket. Oh, I know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. He,
0: yeah, when I say like kissing an old girlfriend, he knows exactly what racket he
1: referenced.
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have become iconic and I love that you have your own catchphrases but I well thank yeah. you honestly I
1: never thought much about it oh yeah one day I'll never forget Andy came by and and I put it might have been one of the prestiges if I recall it probably was but um, a <laughs> few iterations ago I was serving pancakes with a scalpel <laughs> yes. and I just set Andy off and then <laughs> I had such a great chuckle oh, but uh, obviously a scalpel is going to be a, a precision player's racket yes um no nonsense. That ball's going where you hit it. And if you hit it wrong, there's no one else to blame.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a scalpel's a
1: scalpel. It's going to cut through anything. And then uh, pancakes. Scalpel's going to hit pancakes. Pancakes when you flatten out the ball Yeah. on the string bed. And then egging the ball. If you've... The best place to sit at a... Ten- you know, this is be a great discussion. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to sit in a stadium? <laughs> and I'll tell you, mine's the back left corner. Okay. Maybe front row. Certainly the first three or four rows right. where you're on the ad side, return and serve. Okay. And you can see the spin on that ball oh, just yeah. egging <laughs> that ball into an oval. So all these ah, little things come from uh, experience. And then I do have a little background in writing and knowing what Chris wants. Yeah. I c- try to come up with some... Uh, <laughs> Some words that may leave a lasting impression. Oh,
0: for sure. A lasting impression. (laughs) Like the Fed
1: Wedge. That's mine.
0: (laughs) 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 You've heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. So we have a bunch of videos and people can always go on YouTube and watch. But playing against you in doubles is quite a sight because I'm going to say why it's so frustrating to play against you. Just letting you know (laughs) why I get frustrated. Grand closes the net like you and Mark Sebecki like, can close the net, like, no other. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's literally no space to get the ball around you. You are closed, <laughs> and then he'll do this little cheeky, like, ugh, it's so annoying. You, like, come in, close, first volley, great shot, second volley. It's like you cut it off and then, like, angle it off with the no look, and, like, it's already hit the side fence before I even realize it's <laughs> on my side of the court.
1: Well, thanks, Michelle. <laughs> I'm I'm obviously feeling pretty good if I'm <laughs> – doing that to you.
0: No, gosh, all the time. And then the other thing that I actually struggle with a lot and I don't I might be the only playtester, you hit very flat on yep. your serves and you disguise your serve really well and for me it also comes in quite fast. There's a little less time between the toss and making contact. So for me and my the way that I return, I'm always caught off guard. And then even on your returns, I have to say the same because I don't like your backhand. <laughs> I don't like it. Good. It's good, like I'll like tell my partner I'm going to his forehand all day, and people are like, "Why? Why? Why?" It's like because I know how to handle the forehand, the backhand, that chip. (laughs) I'm just like. So with that being said, I had a couple questions. Who has been one of your favorite doubles partners at Tennis Warehouse? Andy. (laughs) I knew you were gonna say. I never lose
1: when I play with Andy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but, <laughs> i never beat andy when i, I play against say, andy
0: i have not to like everyone's gonna be like of course he'd pick andy brit and i have wins over andy and other partners just, <laughs> saying. <laughs> just hey,
1: saying let me throw a shout out to one of my early coaches yeah, that yeah. really affected my doubles play early on and this is at pasadena city college gerald Shepard. okay jerry shepherd female jerry uh, she was my mixed doubles coach in college and she said Close. She yes. was the one who taught me how to close in the court. And, you know, there's few very – you know, you get four or five tips that last a lifetime. Oh, totally. But that was one that affected the rest of my tennis. Close that net. Keep moving forward.
0: Always. Yep. I love that. Yep. Yeah. AMF, I would say, always moving forward.
1: <laughs> I like it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, who is your favorite play tester to hit with, like practice?
1: Uh, let's see. Probably you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you. <laughs> we, um, we like
0: to – grind
1: um i have to play well and my timing has to be right when i'm playing with you and i'm playing once or twice a week now my timing's not quite there yeah but uh if everything's clicking we have some we have great. i mean our our sets are always we, tight yeah. <laughs> we play we i think we were three we play last five sets you, yes. i think you got me three out oh, of five but, but it was
0: always like seven five it's always five, close seven. and
1: it's always a good match and i have to play well to do well and um, but Britt, Brit too, she's mm-hmm. got a great game. She's got, I mean, I've played with Britt so much now. If a ball's in a certain spot, I know where it's coming back. Totally. And if it's not covered, oh, crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's also the problem here is we all know each other's games, like inside yeah. and out. <laughs> that
1: short cross-court <laughs> roller yeah, of Britt's just yeah. lethal. Yeah, for um, sure. But I, I like the whole team. And I also enjoy watching, you know, Tiff, and Jason mm-hmm. they have improved. They went from two fives to four fives five os wherever mm-hmm. they are now. What a magnificent thing to watch these yeah. players come around. I just love that cool. you're, you guys are probably the one of the best parts of the job for oh.
0: me. <laughs> we love having I always felt also. like part
1: of your team as well <laughs> of
0: course we, we treat we're all family at the playtesting crew yeah. If you had an hour to play tennis and you just want to make sure it's really fun, whether it's playing points, playing drills, playing sets, or having a chat on the court, who's it going to be with?
1: In the whole wide world or in the building? Oh,
0: Give me both.
1: (laughs) All right. In the building. Oh, it's going to be one of you guys for sure. You know,
0: yeah, I know you. You and Booty have some epic battles yeah. and then some epic shots.
1: After. And then if if, if, it, if it's not settled on the tennis court, it's settled on the disc golf course, <laughs> <Nice. Yes. laughs> or the oh, hiking yeah. trail or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then uh, I'll tell you what some of my favorite hits here. Yeah. Outside of our play tests, I got to play with Philipusis on these <sighs> courts. That's amazing. Throughout the years, I played with Rod Laver twice. <sighs> Boys, the Brian Bros, who uh, I knew when they were little guys, yeah. played EXOs with them at Ojai. That's too funny. When they were twelve remember, and thirteen, yeah. with Stella, and they beat us <laughs> in a breaker. I, <laughs> no. I'll never forget that. Yeah, so some some real treats, and then I guess player in the world. Growing up for me, it was Mac was my contemporary, mm. and being a lefty, I would have always loved to test my skills against against a guy like that, and then Becker. Of course, what, a, what a, he's a, a running back. Who can play tennis? Yeah, you know that's true. And then you know the old guy Stan Smith got to play with Bob Lutz once. Stan Smith played with an XO up here, all related to work. So yeah, yeah, it's been a I'm blessed. I'm I'm just had one of the greatest jobs in tennis. Oh
0: yeah, I was just now that you mentioned that reminiscing. We have really cool opportunities to work with some of these players and coaches and names that we've all grown up just idolizing. And you and then meet a guy like
1: Hugh yeah you know Hugh Bream what an awesome I wish right? I met Hugh when I was a teenager or Alan Fox these guys are national tennis treasures in my right. mind so uh just just delighted to have them in the, in the neighborhood and, and part of our team
0: yeah definitely good people and awesome opportunities current gear of choice
1: boy I thought well, I'd be a great vlog right now because I'm, like I said, I'm getting old and I don't know if the 97 Pro Staff is really the right frame for me anymore. Time to upgrade. Playing once or twice a week. Yeah. So you know what? I just uh, picked up two Pure Drives. No way. Yeah. Wow. The new Pure Drives. They're it's nice. just such a soft, comfortable, sweet spot, effortless power.
0: Okay. I'm going to have you repeat that because when I say that, people look at me like I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> and I'm stringing 52 nice. with uh, a soft poly. Okay. But I may put a multi back in there. It's been so long since I've played with multis.
0: I have to interject. I have been testing a racket with Syn Gut. I have been testing a racket with a multi. And then I have rackets with polys, obviously. And the Syn Gut, well, it is in a more classic frame that's coming back. More on that later. But it instantly brought me back to the 90s and like how I used to play and train and. There's, Champ
1: something, days.
0: there's something so 15 There's something so nostalgic about even just straightening the strings. Uh-huh. That I instantly like. It felt so good and I almost considered switching back to Cindy. Just so
1: you can click those strings. Like, I know, it's it's constant yeah. it's a it's a it's a routine. It's totally. like addressing a putt.
0: It's yeah. And uh obviously durability is not great. However, and you know, every now and then you're like, Oh, I missed that by three inches. I wouldn't have missed that with a poly. But it's nice and yeah. and there's some multis that I've been testing too that, you know, they're doing the trick.
1: Yeah. So that's that's been really interesting too. testing all the rackets. What another nice little segment of the job, Mm -hmm. because you really can develop a feel for different stiffness, different balance, different string, especially strings. I mean, I I put the strings in uh, the category of like a a stereo. Mm -hmm. You buy a stereo, but you don't buy cheap speakers.
0: Right. You buy a (laughs) stereo
1: and you buy the best speakers to deliver the best sound. Yeah. Same thing with a racket. Don't put cheap string in your racket and restring those things. People. Restring them. Restring those things every couple of months.
0: <laughs> they can make it. It can make a difference.
1: There is nothing like hitting a fresh set of strings.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Fresh strings right off the stringer. They're still a little tight.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're dropping as you hold it in the racket. But They're dropping to right where you want it.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you have a favorite string at the moment?
1: Boy, oh boy. Can I do it by category? Totally. Yeah. Uh, multi I'm right there with the polyurethanes, uh, NXT, NRG, and uh, Excel, Babel Excel.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, polys. I'm liking uh, the ALU banger. Uh, Yeah, there's a
0: reason why a lot of people like that. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't
1: really want to, but uh, you know, that's that's kind of the sweet spot of poly right there. Yeah. There's not much softer. There, I mean, they're softer. They're stiffer, but that's right, right in the sweet it does spot. It doesn't. Yeah. And then natural. I really only play natural. I'm playing wood. Okay. And maybe I get away from that as I get older. But yeah. Uh, uh, boy, I can't remember the last time I played natural in a graphite racket. I mean, it seems counterintuitive to me.
0: Sometimes, yeah, I don't love it. I just I'm not a super into that feel, but. It's nice. Yes. <laughs> it's a nice luxury.
1: <laughs> it's primal.
0: Yeah, it, it is primal. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how the vegans feel about that. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> another time. Favorite shoes. I know you always love Diodora or lately it seems like you've been loving Diodora. What do you, you know
1: what? what yeah, you that, for some reason, unfortunately, I don't remember the model name. It's the last shoe I tested with okay. Diodora though. Yeah.
0: I think it's Blue it's, Shield Speed, maybe?
1: I'm sorry. I didn't, That's okay. I didn't do any homework before I sat <laughs> no, down okay. in here. I don't know if I made the point in my review, but it's, it's the one shoe I felt like if I stretch my toes out, I can literally grab the court okay. in this shoe. Nice. And I can't remember another shoe. I felt that. And I'm still playing in those, and yeah. Britt gave me a second pair nice. for when, those, when I go through those. Good. <laughs> but, uh, boy, I've been so many shoes through the years. I mean, I'm, I flash back to the Wilson DSTs, okay. Dino Spear <laughs> technology. You remember that? But Those were solid shoes. Those were good shoes. But you know, the cage, the old cage yeah. and the vapor, mm-hmm. um, those come to mind. But I'm, I don't buy shoes. It's been eight, I 10 years since I've buying spoiled. shoes. So I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite play test that sticks out, whether it was because you love the product or um, it was just a fun experience?
1: <laughs> let's see. Well, I guess the last racket I did was the RF. But, I
0: mean, um, that's a but, good last racket. I know, it was
1: good. Honestly, I, I didn't feel like I gave it... There was a couple things. I didn't like the string in the racket. I remember it was the Slinko Hyper-G. Hyper-G the, Sorry. In, in that racket, it just seemed like the wrong string in that racket.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been told that before.
1: So I did my best for their review, yeah. but not enjoying the hit. Oh, and, no. Uh, so... And I felt like I didn't give a good review. I I just didn't on that racket of all the rackets. Oh, no. I wanted to knock this one out of the park. It's yeah, Fed's new I paint, know. and uh, no disparagement meant there on paint. I'm sure there are some spec enhancements too. But no,
0: it was paint. It was paint.
1: All right. <laughs> but um, so I always thought I did not give a good review there. That's funny.
0: Um, I'm just going to backpedal a little because I remember when the RF97 first came out, and you guys all. I think it was you, Andy, Chris, probably Troy if not booney, We're all that review. And I was still, I don't know, it's been a while. I was still fairly new. And for whatever reason, I was like, I want to try this racket. It's not just for the boys. <laughs> and I remember picking it up and really liking it and went on to like write a blog about how women can use the RF97 also. And then then obviously it was on the, the one that followed and then the one that followed again. But I'm probably the reason why that hyper G was in the racket. (laughs)
1: they've since changed the rule though i don't think you're allowed to play that racket anymore i'm not
0: (laughs) i mean i've been testing (laughs) some other rackets right now that actually have been tempting me away but i'm not like the others i i'm pretty committed i don't know any
1: other racket that's more suited to your game than that racket it
0: works right yeah Yeah.
1: that spec that balance on fed's frame Allows you to pancake that. I can pancake. Ball on the ground, <laughs> yeah. especially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that, unfortunately, was not maybe your favorite play test, but I, <laughs> but I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> you know, I remember getting hit a couple of times good <laughs> on a couple of play tests. Andy smacked me in the face one time. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was doubles. Oh, no. Um, and it was one of those shots. I was on the ad side. I'm up at net, and Andy's returning. Oh. And it's, too, it's a low to his forehand. Okay. And it's one of those things that comes off his racket. And it's a straight line off his racket to my face. <laughs> and because it's a straight line, there's no movement to the like ball. Puffs, it's just yeah. getting larger, quicker. And I, I was able to just turn my head. <laughs> so it smacked me in the hollow of my cheek oh, right here. Oh, goodness. And then uh, Jason smacked me once. I was at the net feeding him balls for something at the net. And I don't know what happened, but he, I had a bruise for a week. <laughs> Fortunately, my shorts cover the spot. <laughs> <laughs> or you so smacked wondered. me, man. That's the hardest I think I've ever been oh, hit.
0: Oh, no. Jay. That's, that's all
1: part of the game. That's, that's grand fun.
0: Um, do you have any other favorite moments that you can recall?
1: Well, on an emotional moment, um, both my kids have been able to come up and work through here. My son yeah. through tennis. He was here for over two years. And uh, my daughter, Jessie, who's yeah. now up at Beale. Uh, She went through Riding Warehouse. That's crazy. And my youngest one, not going to make it. She's got uh, a pig in the backyard and a cheerleader and FFA. And (laughs) she's uh, all over the place. So seeing my kids coming up through here and what a great job here for young people. Yeah. They get phone training, warehouse training, customer service training, product training. Um, all good stuff. So I think I got off off your no, question. No, I was but...
0: asking favorite moments, memories. Yeah. That's, those um, are good
1: ones. Some big buys. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. you know, I enjoy the those negotiation process. That's something okay. uh, my bosses both enjoyed very much too. So I'm sure. That's probably what I'll miss the most is the strategery. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're good at that, too. <laughs> I uh, had a story that came up when I was asking for some grand stories about your first cell phone.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was just a couple months ago.
0: <laughs> um, There was a dinner at oh, Novo. Oh,
1: All coming back to me now. I forgot about that. <laughs>
0: And um, for those that are listening that don't know Ground as well as we do, not the most – for being so dialed in with astronomy and cameras, not the most uh, tech-savvy with the cell phone.
1: Well, (laughs) let me just correct you there. Okay. (laughs) It's not that I'm not tech-savvy, Michelle. It comes down to choice.
0: (laughs) Okay. He chooses. (laughs) I think for the longest time you didn't have a cell phone and then it was just a flip phone. But anyways, talked. apparently there was a dinner at Novo and – yeah. Somebody kept calling you. <laughs> How
1: fun. I think Connor was at that dinner too. I, hey Connor.
0: Shout out to Connor. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I just gotten my first phone. My kids were all teenagers, had phones, so yeah. they, they finally said, Dad, you gotta yeah. get a phone. I figured, yeah, you're probably right. So we all went to it was a company dinner, I think. Maybe Rick's first year. Okay. Here. And this is under protest. No, I didn't give out my <laughs> number to anybody. So I'm at that dinner. We're having fun and somehow Chris got my number. <laughs> and calls it. And unbeknownst to me, my phone rings in my pocket. And it's my first, literally my first first ever phone call (laughs) at dinner. I pick it up and I, you know, there's nobody there. And I'm thinking, oh, great. My first call is a prank call. I'm looking over to Chris and he's just busting a gut laughing. And you guys were, it was, it was good fun. Honestly, it was a little embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I <laughs> thought it was funny because I was asking for some stories and I think that one came up about three times. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I, I didn't realize, uh, boy, I have some catching up to do. Uh,
0: yeah, well, finally, we're out of this quarantine. We all need to go grab beers, drinks, <laughs> that enjoy some time. We'll socially distance, but enjoy some time catching up and all of that.
1: Absolutely. Looking yeah. forward to it next couple of weeks, I hope.
0: Favorite shot to hit? What's the signature grand shot?
1: Wow, let's see. Um, for you testers, <laughs> yeah, i <laughs> serve out wide on the deuce side. Oh I, I seem to have yeah, good success the there. <laughs> Lately, I'm, you know, I'm having to get some daily exercise in order to stay competitive. At this mm-hmm. point, I can't just do it on ability. Now, I really have to work Ugh. to be competitive. And, it Gets harder. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm really playing one or two tournaments a year. Okay. And, Um, You know, the Woody being one of them, and then the local tournaments here. Yeah. But I think my days of playing the Nationals, and it's so expensive now.
0: It's, yeah. And you
1: got to drive for miles, you got to get a hotel. Yeah, I know. You know, entry fees are 100 bucks sometimes. But
0: like a gold ball.
1: That's an unfulfilled goal. I just want one.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it could be doubles,
1: mixed doubles. Okay. Anybody out there, I'm, I can play. I can play dubs. I'll be all right in the 60s.
0: If anyone would like to partner with Gran to win a gold ball, please email Knicks us. Mix or
1: men's dubs are are, are the, my best candidates.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what uh, the tournament schedule brings locally. We don't get that many tournaments around here and unfortunately, surprisingly because it is a smaller area, <laughs> the tournaments don't fill up or we're playing each other in tournaments. A lot of people always ask yeah. why we don't play it more often but it's like we can play each other any day of the week downstairs how have you handled i always struggle with this how have you handled being competitive at work and then on the tennis court and then having to come back upstairs and like
1: i'm not competitive at work
0: yes you are though <laughs> no uh, that's a lie <laughs> i'm like wait Only a second with you. <laughs> um. I Um, struggle.
1: (laughs) I know what you're saying. And and of course, if it's uh, Chris and I against two ladies, yeah, yeah, we don't like losing to two ladies. Hey, I'm old school.
0: And we don't like losing to two men. Two men.
1: I totally get that. I'm down with it. Yeah. But lately, you girls just too strong. It It just is what it is. So I have more work to do to stay competitive at this age with you youngsters.
0: Yeah. Well, and it is tough. I know for me, I sometimes struggle turn it on and off or like making myself turn it on on the court. And then making myself turn it off when I leave the court. Yeah.
1: You and Brit, I I think take the trophy. We <laughs> for most competitive at work. Except Booney. Maybe think in the so. right.
0: We're r right. yes. Yeah, so I think about it sometimes and I'm like, I don't know if she's more competitive than me. And then I'm like, no, I think I am. And then even me thinking that is a very competitive okay, anyways. I digress. <laughs> um <laughs> silly. I haven't even brought it up because i kind of it, it's it's a bummer but you are retiring so you are leaving us
1: Man, i'm still not used to hearing that word i know
0: i know and like i said i didn't even want to start the podcast by saying that but oh you're very
1: sweet and don't don't, don't it's like
0: it's an amazing feat and accomplishment that you've you know been with the company for so long
1: well thanks and i and uh, as i mentioned earlier i feel very lucky to have been here and to be able to influence so many little sectors yeah. of the sport. Definitely. I think of if I had a book, what would I, I name what it? What would you call it? If I wrote a tennis book from my junior years playing and getting crushed in the first round of every <laughs> tournament I played until you know I, I started to be able to win a few matches, and then ultimately here and working with the vendors, yeah. what would I call the book? And, and I came up with the name the other day. It was, what was it? It was like uh, in, t- Inside and Out. Something like that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't think of an angle I haven't seen in tennis other than, uh, you know, being a world champion.
0: Right. <laughs> or, or
1: being a top thousand player. There's plenty of thresholds still to There's me. a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've been very lucky and uh, really working with young people here for so long. This has just truly really been a highlight. And yeah, I don't know that I'm retiring. If I can do some coaching, yes. I mean, I, I would love to be able to share some what I've learned now. With some youngsters, because I was one of those little skinny kids. Okay. Who uh, I didn't really, t- my junior year in high school, I started putting on some weight. Okay. And by the time I got out of high school, I, I had developed. But, you know, I was getting, I was a little guy I played basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. and um, It wasn't until I got older. But during those youthful years, I could have been learning so much. Yeah. So if I could be that guy for some young girl or some young boy, I would would, would, would just be a thrill.
0: So we potentially have a book in the works and (laughs) coaching (laughs) position.
1: Yeah, It would be a funny book. You'd start out with how to hit a forehand and the other one how to calculate a margin.
0: Right, <laughs> I don't know. Those are things you should you should learn. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, No,
0: that's cool. And I mean, I think for me, I've always in the past tried to leave the sport of tennis, and I always kind of get drawn back in. And you know, now I'm here at T Dub, and I feel like I've finally found my my role in the sport and everything, and love what I do. But. A lot of people finish college tennis and they think that's where they have to say goodbye to the sport. And yeah. it's it's good that people know even growing up, like, hey, you could be a buyer for yeah. tennis warehouse. Yeah, you know, that almost <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. You know, I got in the go thirties,
1: yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, now what? Yeah. And uh I did. I I left for a few years, and uh, fortunately, I came back. This is one of those sports you can play forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to keep you young forever. For sure. There's a great saying. Oh, I forget. It's a (laughs) video I used to do. I'm quoting my old scripts now. (laughs) Have the time of your life playing the sport for um, for a, for a lifetime. Life. Okay. Anyway, right, I'll, yeah. I'll get back to you on okay, that.
0: Okay. I was going to say closing <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do we have any closing thoughts, last memories, last words? Oh, less?
1: boy. Let's see. Well, I'm just uh, looking forward to maybe playtesting. I can playtest yes, again, Michelle. Yes. Put me on the list, will <laughs> we'll get you a
0: bunch of demos and <laughs> get you back at it with all the new new stuff.
1: And it's just great people. You know, you got Crawford. I mean, where are you gonna get a physicist right. across the hall from you that you can <laughs> you know talk about literally everything under the sun mm-hmm. and relate it back to the flex of a graphite frame or something? So I mean crazy. he lives in another world and and fortunately he waves from afar. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, JW over there, he what a string guru that guy is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a a great team and uh I, I hope I'm up here playing tennis with you guys into the future and, yeah and we'll forever. just get
0: a set date on the calendar weekly occurrence hit with grand doubles sets whatever yeah we'll have to do that well thank you for joining me
1: my pleasure this absolute is treat your studio easy. is huge oh. <laughs> Is that my mom way up there and right.
0: back? We, Hi mom, we, thanks we for do coming. It so we can social distance. <laughs> um, yeah, any anything else?
1: No, just uh, Mish. <laughs> you're wonderful. you're you're just a, a little sparkling ray of sunshine in here. <laughs> thank so you. Thank you for being a good friend and Aww. a good player. And, And uh, you're welcome in my home anytime.
0: Oh, thank you. And I'm I'm excited to go look at some astronomy.
1: We'll get a little group down.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. I'm down. That would be fun. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting.